the business savvy singer. Hey there. And welcome to the Business Savvy Singer Podcast. I'm Dr. Greta Pope, and I'm so glad that you're here. This podcast is dedicated to vocalists and to those who love them. We interview singers who are working professionally to get a glimpse into their lives and celebrate their personal journey to success. Join us weekly to learn how to move your career forward. Get tips and recommendations to help you realize the career of your dreams. You're listening to the Business Savvy Singer Podcast, brought to you by the PrivateMusicStudio.net, providing online education to build sustainable careers in music. Also, Eternal Wolf Music, producing audio for every need. And Greta Pope Entertainment for the finest in entertainment. Hey there, and welcome to the Business Savvy Singer podcast. I am so excited today. I have a wonderful man with me. His name is Jordan Danielson. He's a wonderful singer-songwriter. Jordan is a native of Denver, Colorado, but he was raised in the Iowa heartland on the banks of the muddy Mississippi. I love that part. He has a very full and impressive touring schedule. Jordan, welcome to the Business Savvy Singer podcast. Thank you so much. Thank you for having me. Absolutely. I'm delighted to have you. Um, I I came across you on social media, and I just was so impressed with your touring schedule. So we're going to talk a little bit about that. But but first, before we do, I want to start at the beginning. How did you begin playing music? Was your family involved in music, or how did that start for you? Um, Actually, I am the only musician in my family. Um, My dad was a cantor in the synagogue, but I never grew up around him or around that. So I just kind of, uh, um, I was in a singing group when I was a teenager, when I was 14. Mm -hmm. And I think that we could either be on the risers and play, you know, sing and do this stupid choreography, or we could be the guy playing the guitar down there. So <laughs> I borrowed a guitar from a friend of mine, this, this girl who I was trying to date, and uh, and I learned a lick, and I just pretty much kept going from there. And I started writing songs and producing songs in my bedroom with my keyboard and, and doing a bunch of stuff. And <clears throat> so I did that for... Uh, you know, I was in that singing group and I started writing songs. And then when I was 21, I started hosting open mics. Wow. Um, at times I was hosting two or three a week. And I did one of them for 12 years every Tuesday night. And uh, so I, I met a lot of people around here, a lot of you know, other musicians. And a lot of the musicians in my area kind of started with those open mics, too. It's really cool. Wow. So you, you're leaving quite a legacy in your area for helping other musicians as well. That's fantastic. Well, thank you. I don't, I don't know if I have or not, but, I, I, you know, I've just been taking it one gig at a time. You know what I mean? So. Yeah. So you're self-taught. You're self-taught. Did you ever take lessons of any sort? Um, I, I have. You know, I, um, I took a few lessons when I was a kid, mm-hmm. but then... Later on, I went to college, and I have a music business certificate, so uh, a lot, I spent so many hours in lessons, piano lessons, uh, saxophone lessons, 
um, classical guitar, bass. I played in the in the jazz band in college, and this was actually just not that long ago. Actually, I was you know a 35 year old guy in there with a bunch of 19 year old kids, you know, wow. playing jazz. But but um, I learned great. a lot with that. I learned how to read music by doing that, and and learn how to play the drums and play played the bass for a semester. So it was a lot. I learned a lot, and I'm still learning a lot all the time, you know what I mean? So. Yeah, that is fantastic. I mean, you just really made it happen for yourself, and that is so admirable. You know, a lot of people, um, you know, they, they maybe get a music degree or they, you know, prepare themselves in whatever way, and then they wait for somebody to help them, you know, or someone to make it happen for them, and you have really gotten out there and done your own thing and 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 you're very successful at it. I think it's very impressive. Well, thank you so much. I'm I'm always trying to get better, and you know, I'm, I just always have this constant drive to to put out more music and to get more gigs. And you know, sometimes my body doesn't even can't keep up with it. <laughs> you know? Yeah, yeah. So so, when did you decide that you wanted to do this as a profession? Were you always thinking that from the time you first started playing? I think so. Mm-hmm. I've always wanted to do this from the time, you know, since I was young, I was always trying to scheme gigs and trying to find places to play and people to play with. So this has always been what I've wanted to do. That's great. The entrepreneurial spirit. That's great. That's great. Well, thank you. So how did you learn so much about booking and touring? I mean, was it just kind of organic and kind of grew out of, okay, this is my profession. I got to get some gigs. So let me just knock on this door and knock on that door. Or did you do a lot of studying about it? I would imagine your music business certificate uh, helped you to some degree with that. Um, I had been playing for 15 years before I got my certificate. Mm -hmm. Um, Like I say, from the time I was 21, I was playing two or three open mics a week. And that was during the week. And then I actually scored this gig at this um, this country club, which is about an hour and 15 minutes from home here. Mm-hmm. It's in Galena, Illinois. You've probably heard of oh, Galena. Oh, yes. Uh-huh. Galena, yeah. Um, Eagle Ridge. So I was, some guy approached me, and he was their house guy every Friday and Saturday, and he was wanting to move, and he's trying to pass it on to somebody else. So he got me that gig. And so I was driving up and back from Galena every Friday and Saturday night for five years. Wow. And at the same time doing the open mic. So it was five days a week that I was playing then. And that's when I quit my job. Um, I was landscaping and Mm -hmm. and putting in sprinkler systems and stuff, you know? Um, So then after a while of doing that, I felt like I needed to, I started picking up other gigs left and right, you know? And Mm -hmm. so that's when I kind of put in my resignation to Eagle Ridge and, and started just booking my own gigs. And it's been great ever since. It was it was a leap. It's the same as when you quit your job to do something you love. You know, it's yeah. is this going to work? I'm working for myself. You know, mm-hmm. it's a when risk. I quit that job, it was the same thing. You know, hopefully yeah. this works. But it's it's been amazing. I play all over the place, all over within like a two three hour radius of Davenport, and, and uh, it keeps me busy. And I do what I love. And and every year I decide, well, maybe these aren't fun gigs anymore so I replace them with better ones or I try to like what I do you know what I mean so that's great that's great and that's important you know it's it's uh it's really great to to be able to kind of up your game from time to time 
you know, you, you do something for a long time and you, then you think, okay, well, let me maybe replace this gig with something else. It's, it's great. It's great. Um, so now I've listened to several of your songs. They are wonderful, by the way. Thank you. And I heard one called The In-Between. And I'm just curious about what the motivation for that was. And let, let me, you know, let me say to my listeners, you really need to take the opportunity to hear um, some of Jordan's songs because they're really good. And you also need to take the opportunity to look at his website and see his touring schedule. It's like every day, every day for months. As we are coming out of the pandemic and people are, you know, putting their schedules together, Jordan's schedule is together. <laughs> so it's, it's very impressive. Uh, but, but back to this song, The In-Between. Give me an idea of what your motivation was for that. Um, well, that song was actually co-written by a good friend of mine. His name is Dana Moss Peterson. And uh, I've known Dana since we were in junior high. I met him at the lunch table. <laughs> and so for a month or two there, he was coming over and we were having songwriting sessions. And it was, we're going to sit in a room and we're going to write a song and we're not going to leave until it's done, you know? Mm -hmm. And we've written some great songs that way. And, and that night, I believe it was... It was a song about being single, you know, being in between relationships. Um, and, you know, it's something I've been many times and I know he has too. So, and I don't even remember, honestly, what year we wrote it or what relationship I was in at the time. But, but that's what it's about. It's just about, you know, being stuck in between relationships. You're always wanting to go back to the person who you were with before and mm -hmm. you realize why it didn't work. And, and so. Yeah. Interesting. Interesting. I, you know, I, I think that the song can apply to so many other things as well. You know, just, you know, maybe being in between, um, you know, realizing maybe as you were saying, you know, taking some of the gigs off the table and replacing them with new ones, you know, mm -hmm. perhaps uh, being in between, um, making that decision or finding that new gig to replace the old one with it's, it's such a, um, a poignant song and can apply to so many different kinds of situations. Yeah. I think actually the, the chorus is a little bit two sided. It's not just about the relationship. It's mm -hmm. also about my career. Mm -hmm. You know, it's a, I fought so hard to get this far just to be another face in a smoky bar, yep. you know? Yeah. And, uh, I am again in the in-between. So yeah. there's another song that I'm going to, um, I'm going to release. It's a song called the fringe that I wrote and I wrote it as if it was a woman who I've been trying to get with for a long time and I've been courting her and she hasn't quite got me, but it was actually a song to the music business, you know, I, yeah. you know, get my dream that way. So I'm excited for people to hear that one. Great. I have Songs. I have about 50 songs that I still need to release. Mm -hmm. And I've just, I've been working really hard in my home studio here, trying to get them all together this last year. And I found a producer in Nashville who I've been working with. And um, I, I went down there, I recorded at Ocean Way, a, a few of the songs. Still mm -hmm. just trying to get songs together the way that you really want them and ready to release is so hard. I yeah. just, you know, people have to realize how hard it is and how much money it costs to really do it right. You know yeah, what I mean? You're so. right. It's a lot of work, uh, but worthwhile work. 
you know, when you come out with that thing that you love, it's like, this was worth it. Definitely. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah, that's and great. The, the in-between was kind of a, kind of an experiment in sorts. Um, I recorded it in one studio, and I had uh, Rack's Tracks in, in Chicago mix it, and then I had a guy in New York mix, master it. And uh, it wasn't really what I wanted it to be at the end. So it's it's a learning experience, sure. you know. So yeah, sure. Out again, I'm going to go this far out, and mm-hmm. we'll see how that works. So yeah, like with anything else, you you do it and you learn uh, from <laughs> doing it. That's great. It's great. So um, tell us a little bit about. Um, we've talked about your touring schedule, but I'm wondering if you find that there are struggles or downsides to moving around all the time, going from one place, because you're, you're doing this day after day after day after day, for month after month. I mean, it's, you know, it's, it's quite demanding. So I'm just curious to hear your feelings about that. Um, you know, it's, it's just like any other job. You know, I, I, even though I love it, you get up and you, you got to go to work to pay the yeah. bills, yeah. you know. So um, it's, it's no different than somebody who has a factory job and their back hurts and, Mm-hmm. And they're tired and they don't want to go to work. You know, sometimes it's the same way with me. Um, I love to travel. Uh, the That's always good. Sometimes in the winter time, I've had winters, especially when I was up in Galena, when uh, I was driving back and forth and every single time it would be a blizzard or, a, you know, a piece of fog or something. <laughs> and then here I'm just trying to book stuff around here, maybe yeah. work a couple couple nights a week and spend time in the studio and, and work on, on this. So mm-hmm. I, I think that's such an important thing that you're saying. You know, a lot of times people think that, you know, being an entertainer is glamorous. You know, it appears glamorous when you're, the lights are on you and people are cheering for you and that kind of thing. Uh-huh. But it is a job, you know, and it's, you know, sometimes you don't feel like doing it or sometimes... There are hardships related to it. So I, I, think, I think it's, you know, I'm, I'm glad that you said that because I think that's an important pe- thing for people to, uh, to understand. That there are yeah. going to be times when maybe you don't feel like doing it, but you got to do it anyway. Those people are counting on you. They've paid money or whatever. They're counting on you to entertain them. And, and nobody else is doing this but me. So if, I, if it fails, I only, you know, yep. I have that self-guilt, you know what I mean? That's it's right. not just... Uh, right now I'm playing, you know, five to eight gigs a week. Um, I also play for in senior homes in the daytime as well. Oh, wow. Uh, you know, I, I don't put those on my schedule. I do some of those and, and play for the memory care people. And mm-hmm. I feel like it's not so much for the money for that. It's more just rewarding and yeah. music that help people you know yes it does yes it does you're giving back it's you know you're doing all the right things you're doing all the right things and it's it's fantastic fantastic so what advice would you give to an entertainer that wants to have a successful career as a touring musician um boy just don't give up you know and just keep to get yourself a calendar. I mean, this this right this right here is my my Bible. You know, mm-hmm. um, get that calendar and fill it up. That's yeah. that's your main focus. Is fill up that Friday and Saturday first. Fill up your Thursdays. Fill up your Sundays. Mm-hmm. Um, 
and then promote yourself, do be yourself, um, but also realize that you're an entertainer and people, you have to do what people like, you know what I mean? Yeah. To, to really get, to make money at this. I mean, I could totally just play my originals all day long and I wish I could do that. And someday, I, hopefully, I'll be able to do that. But at this level that I'm at, that's not going to make make my bills. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, I'm, I'm not, I haven't always been a huge country fan, but I live in the Midwest. People love country. Yeah. I learn country. I make it my own. I, you know, um, I also love Motown. I've learned a lot of Motown. I learned 60s, 70s, 80s, 90s. I try to just play to everybody in the crowd. You know what I mean? And that's, and also I just try to make, make it a show and realize that, um, I forgot what I was saying here, but <laughs> just <laughs> but, keep going. Just yeah. Keep going, just know? keep going and, and, uh, really build relationships with people and, you know, because that's how you get the repeat work is building those right. relationships, you know? So that's, you know, that's important. You're clearly doing all the things right because that, you know, I don't know that I've ever seen anyone with a touring schedule quite as robust as yours. You know, I think it's, and, and you're in the same general geographic area, which is, you know, I mean, it's incredible. It's incredible. It's wonderful. Well, thank, I really feel like the Quad Cities here is, is really coming around for music. Mm-hmm. Uh, and like I used to play with a guy, I still play with him, Jeff Spradley. And when I started playing with him, you know, he wasn't playing any gigs, and now he's his schedule looks like mine. <laughs> um, and then there's young musicians that are coming up, and their schedules look mine. Like there's such so many great musicians around here that are working really hard, and it's it's kind of a nice little community here. So hopefully, you know, people start recognizing this area too. You know, yeah, so. yeah, that's wonderful. It's great. So do you have any new projects on the horizon? I know you talked about a song called The Fringe, but do you have any other other things going on? Well, um, I had mentioned I have about 50 songs that I want to release. Mm-hmm. And right now, this year, I've been really trying to get 12 of them release ready and, and also artwork for each song. And I would like to start releasing a song the first Friday of every month oh. for as long as I could possibly do it. Um, yeah, those 50 then, songs would take you through a year. That's fantastic. Yeah. yeah. And, you know, the whole album thing, I feel like it just doesn't work anymore. Mm-hmm. You know, I, and also you spend so much time on this album and people just don't really listen to it. Yes. You know, yes. people catch a couple of songs and say, hey, I love that that Father Water song that he did, but what about the other 11 songs on the album? Right. And then, it's like every song gets its highlight, it's individual, it's got its own artwork and hopefully its own video. And and also I can do different genres too that way. It doesn't all have to work together. Yeah. And I can fit within different genres. Like I could do an islandy song and promote it to the to the Jimmy Buffett crowd, you know, and I could do a blues song, promote that to the blues crowd. So Right. Yeah, that's a good philosophy. You know? Yeah. Yeah. That's a really good philosophy about it, you know, that you then can promote each individual song to the audience that might uh, like it the most. So that's good. Yeah. And yeah. it also can be relevant as well, mm-hmm. you know, when 
when I, I put out albums, I think 2014 was the last time I put out a full album. Mm -hmm. So I want to get back on the horse, but after that much time, you know, to, if I would have just done it one at a time, I would have had that whole year to, yeah. to promote. No, yeah, so. but, you know, this is a good time now, you know, that the pandemic is ending. People are hungry for music, for entertainment. So this, you know, th I think things have a way of working out for the best. So this this could be the best time for you to do this, actually. Well, thank you. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. So are there any other things that you'd like to share with our listeners? Anything? Um, nothing is coming to mind right now. Okay. Um, hopefully... If you're a venue and you would like to be interested in, you know, having me play at, at your place, get a hold of me on my website and okay. uh, by email or by phone. And I'd love to come out and, and do that. Wonderful. So. Well, we will post your website and your social media and everything on in the show notes. Uh, so okay. people will know how to how to reach you. Awesome. Thank you so much. Good. You are so welcome, Jordan. Wishing you much, much continued success. Keep it up. You're doing great. And uh, we're encouraging our listeners to listen to your music, come out and hear you if they're near where you're going to be playing. Okay. Awesome. Thank you so much. All right. Thank you, Jordan. Have a great day. You too. Bye-bye. Good news. We're partnering. The Business Savvy Singer podcast is delighted to be included in the NatsCast network. NatsCast is the official podcast network of the National Association of Teachers of Singing. It's an honor to be part of this community and have the opportunity to provide encouragement, education, and entertainment to singers everywhere. The Business Savvy Singer Podcast is brought to you by the PrivateMusicStudio.net, Eternal Wolf Music, and Greta Pope Entertainment. Let us know if you know of a singer who is having great success in the music business. We'd love to share their story and their journey on this podcast. Send your emails to info at GretaPope.com. We've had a great time with you today. See you next time on the Business Savvy Singer Podcast. The Business Savvy Singer. Singer.